All right, welcome to Drill Down Earnings, the latest quarterly results from C3.ai. Business story behind one stock on a move. I'm Corey Johnson, Futurum Group's Chief Market Strategist. And C3.ai, a pure play in the world of AI, and that's all anyone's talking about right now. These earnings, uh, Wall Street likes a beat or a miss, and this is a beat, I guess, and Wall Street certainly likes that. So let's talk about the business story here beyond the stock on the move, not just the miss or the beat, but first... It's the one-time only thing. I am biased, totally biased on this name. I worked at C3.ai. I have some shares of C3.ai still. I've known Tom Siebel, the founder and CEO, for a long time. Really liked the guy. I'm totally in the tank for him. And my goodness, I'm carrying a, a C3 backpack everywhere. So don't believe anything I say. I'm totally biased on this. And I've got friends who are short this stock, and I don't want to embarrass myself when I do this analysis. So I really am. I'm really stuck in the middle here, but I've never been so biased on the company I'm talking about. So don't believe a word I say. This is not investment advice. It never is. I'm trying to play there right down the middle here. So the hazard of the business, the actual numbers, forget what I think. C3.ai sales up 18%. That's good, right? $78.4 million in the quarter. They lost money 15% more than the previous uh, quarter of the same year ago. Uh, $73 million loss in the quarter. Let's dig a little bit deeper, though, beyond the headline numbers. First of all, the guidance. They gave a range of $306 million to $210 million, right in the middle of $308 million for the year. It's right where the midpoint of guidance was, but they narrowed the range. Wall Street seemed to like that. The midpoint of the guidance is essentially unchanged, though. But customer engagement, uh, they've engaged 80% more customers than they did the prior quarter. Now, they've changed the way they calculate that. It's not just a count of customers. It's customers generating revenue, or what they call distinct product applications by customer up 80%. Up's good. Think of the example of DLA Piper, the big law firm. They say that DLA Piper worked with C3.ai to generate generative AI applications to, quote, streamline the analysis of complex, complex legal arguments. In three months, DLA Piper used C3 generative, generative AI to reduce the attorney time it takes to make 200 plus point due diligence analysis for limited partner agreements, reducing that time by 80%. That's good, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Hitesh Lot, the CFO, is leaving. He's going to be replaced by somebody who's internal to the company. He's going to stay with the company as well, but leaving effective this Friday as CFO. He'd been there since 2001. And, and 2021, I should say. Sorry. An unbilled receivable. So let's talk about what the short sellers are concerned about. Short sellers have brought attention to this thing called unbilled receivables. Receivables is money that another company owes you, basically. Unbilled receivables is money, I guess they don't expect anytime soon. They haven't even sent the bills out. As a percentage of receivables, that number has been high and going up and going up quarter for quarter. We don't know what it is right now. They have not released the latest numbers. They won't do that until their quarterly filings come out. They don't release quarterly filings when they release the earnings. They're not alone in doing that. Most companies are like that. Uh, but we don't know what the number is this quarter. C3 doesn't release that number. But they did say specifically we're going to their partnership with Baker Hughes uh, in a letter to uh, the shareholders back in April of last year, so almost a year ago, saying, quote, we have no collection concerns as it relates to Baker Hughes, unless it's a question mark. These unbilled receivables, we don't know what percentage of receivables they are, but the number has been creeping higher for some time now. We'll see when the quarterly results are actually filed in the 10Q. Well, how did the stock react to these numbers? When you look at the chart, the stock was up in after hours trading and stayed up during the conference call. If you look even at the, the whole year, stock's up about 30% for the year, well off of the highs uh, that are recorded in the middle of the summer, I think when people started to get super excited about anything AI, but they're still excited. 
and more excited about the stock after hours. Now, this company has been at AI for so long, 15 years. I mean, I worked at the company briefly for, I don't know, I mean, it was probably four, four, five years, four years ago, I think, maybe almost five years ago. But at, well, working in AI for so long, Tom Siebel's been thinking about this stuff for a long time and has structured the software a little bit different than other companies, uh, companies, some companies just starting to think about the problems AI brings, specifically about the way AI software extracts information and can, sometimes can exfiltrate information from the underlying LLM models. Here's how C3 approaches things differently, according to Tom Siebel. One of the big hobgoblins associated with large language models is data exfiltration. This is what's this is what is stopping these applications from being installed everywhere. See Samsung for details. There's a lot of research, particularly coming out of University uh, Carnegie Mellon, okay, that are showing the uh, cyber attack vectors that are opened by these large language models. And then you know the story about Samsung with the kind of massive data exfiltration of their intellectual property onto the public internet. Okay, because the way that our system is structured, we have the LLM has no access to the data. Therefore, it can't exfiltrate and it's not a vector for cyber. Okay, it also because it doesn't have access to the data, it, it doesn't have the opportunity to hallucinate. All right, so what does this all mean? What's your big drill down earnings takeaway? And what's one number that tells us a whole lot? I'll have that right after this. The Drill Down is brought to you by Futurum Group, where analysts, researchers, advisors, content creators, and marketing experts help business leaders anticipate and understand shifts in their industries and build strategies to leverage disruptive innovation. With deep analysis, Futurum Group's extensive industry experience delivers reliable research and data, thought leadership, and actionable advice to help you with your strategy and go-to-market efforts. Futurum Group. Here's your quick drill down earnings takeaway in the latest quarterly results from C3.ai, a pure play in all things AI. Pretty good numbers, steady growth, 18% revenue growth on a year over year basis, uh, up to $78 million in the quarter. Lots of talk about the way their customers are using AI and indeed using generative AI, something of a recent addition to this 15 year old company. But they talked about customer signings growing faster than revenues uh, and the bite. One number that tells us a whole lot. It tells us about the change going out at C3.ai. Federal revenues are so important. They were up 100% in a year-over-year -year basis, 85% of the bookings in the quarter. Um, and this company once criticized for being overly reliant on oil and gas, saw just 1% of the bookings in oil and gas. All right, thanks for listening to Drill on Earnings. I'm Corey Johnson. Quick earning takes on Instagram and on TikTok. Robust earnings on YouTube. Check me out on X at Corey TV. Drilled on earnings, part of 6.5 Media Group.